Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, directed by David Yates and released in 2018. The plot, such as it is of the movie, goes something like this. Madge's zoologist, Newt Scamander, is reunited with his American friends as he attempts to stop the evil wizard Grindelwald. And as we usually do, we'll do a quick uh, spoiler-free section to tell you whether we think you should see this movie. No. <laughs> no, don't see it. Like, as a person who loves Harry Potter and liked the last movie, do not see this. This is just a mess. It is just a mess. Mm. Yeah, it just... I mean, there's some redeeming features, like Eddie Redmayne is adorable, Catherine Waterston is great, as always, but uh, it looks terrible. My biggest problem was it looks terrible. Like, the, it's really muddy looking. It's hard to tell what's going on a lot of t- There's uh, some of the big action sequences. You can't really tell what's going on. Like, it, everything's moving too fast. My eyes didn't know what to focus on. It was really quite irritating. So I had the biggest problem with how it looked, but then once the plot is also stupid, I don't know, it, it's trying too hard, I think, to link things into the Harry Potter universe. Like it's all got to link back into the pure blood families and all this other stuff that's going on. And it just like it doesn't necessarily need to do all that. And it really overcomplicates in doing so. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it just there's too many storylines and it's too hard to follow and I actually feel a lot with this the same way I do with The Last Jedi. It gives me a lot of the similar feelings to The Last Jedi which are like why would you do that this to characters that I like and why are there plot lines that are pointless and don't go anywhere and that I don't care about and all that sort of stuff and mm. it's such a mess and it's so long like so long very similar feelings to how i felt when i watched the last jedi honestly yeah actually that's interesting at least the, the last jedi had some good looking bits yeah just isn't that good it's i don't know i just every time jk rowling steps out to add more to this franchise it just doesn't go that well i don't know i still i mean we can probably go into the spoiler section now since we've done our spoiler-free yeah, review. So, sorry, yeah. So um, we'll, we will start uh, talking spoilers now. Our spoiler-free advice is just don't see it. But if you do want to see it and you don't want to be spoiled, it's best if you aren't. Stop the podcast now and come back when you have. See, I still I, – I quite liked Fantastic Beasts. But in Fantastic Beasts, Credence isn't really connected with all of this stuff and, neither, and Newt's only connected by his, you know, friendship mm. with Dumbledore and, like – it's its own it's for the most part its own contained story until yeah. the Grindelwald reveal at the end, right? Yes. Um and even that, like you're not expected to know huge amounts of other stuff in order to understand that. Uh-huh. And I still think that's probably the worst part of the first one, is that Grindelwald reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. Especially since Colin Farrell was so good and Johnny Depp is so eh. Yeah. I, I mean I didn't love the first Fantastic Beasts the same way you did, but I did mm. I didn't mind it. I thought it was pretty good. But yeah, this one, though, like all of the almost incestuous, like looping everything back to the outer story stuff was just, it drove me up the wall. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, to an extent, it does make sense because there's only a certain number of wizarding families and all that Particularly pure bloods, yes. Particularly pure bloods. But like, and the thing is, it's got a real problem with the most kind of interesting and compelling emotional arc of the films being credences yeah um the he still got the most interesting story mm-hmm. and it seems almost like it's a story about credence that newt's sort of a side player in but we keep watching what's happening with newt mm. which is strange but like yeah and, and newt has a little arc with his brother in this one yes. and obviously the stupid love triangle thing but which wasn't it was so strange the love triangle Mm, because we'd never established um, Theseus and Leta's relationship. No, the, uh, there's a lot of reasons why it's strange, like a lot. Let, first up, let's talk about the way that the first scene with the three of them is shot, which I was like, what is happening here? Because it's in these weird, intense close-ups where like, Leta's almost talking directly to camera, mm. like very, very intense close-ups with her right in the middle of the screen and then, and it's in the Ministry of Magic, and we get like a longer shot of them walking down a, a corridor, and then very weird, intense close up on Theseus. And you're like, why? 
what's happening here? Like, it's not in Newt's perspective because we get the shots of Newt as well in very tight, mm. intense close-up. It's definitely not working to establish, like, intimacy or anything. No. It was weird. Yeah, and it's it – And inter- uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's intercut with this really bad thing that is, I think, in Newt's perspective, trying to establish intimacy or where we she's introduced by her feet and then they pan up her body. Mm. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, uh, no, they don't actually pan up because it introduces her feet and then the next shot is like a full back. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like a sexy pan up shot or anything. Mm. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I think they might be trying, like, Newt obviously seems to be autistic or on the spectrum or something and seems to have grown quite a bit from when he was in school as well because mm. he seems almost more inside his own head and stuff in school mm. and, like, less inclined to eye contact i mean he still doesn't make eye contact no that, in this that, whole movie. that is um very uh well yeah that's very established in, in the way eddie redmayne performs yeah. him and he does and the little boy who plays young newt does the same yeah and he's established in this as not liking hugging and all sorts mm, of other mm. things you know so um that that seems to be to me to be signaling he's on the spectrum mm. i don't remember mm. if i said this last time but i think i thought this last time as well yeah um and so um, and well, especially with the obsessive interest. Yes. Lots of things. Mm. <laughs> lots of hints that he might be autistic. And then through this movie, and he like doesn't isn't interested in what people are doing and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then in this movie, he goes through an actual arc, which is nice. Mm. I appreciate that there was a character arc for him <laughs> where he decides to help. Mm. Um, he sees like what Grindelwald is really up to and decides to help. Yeah. And he hugs his brother and it's nice. Yeah. In spite of what came before it and the whole reason for it and all mm. the problems around it, that bit's nice. Yeah, I and picked I my side. That. I liked that when he yeah. picks his side. That was good. This movie is also full of really clear um, parallels between characters and things, which I made notes of. Mm, but, yeah. like, the way it's set up, that love triangle is bizarre. And then it never – it doesn't work because we don't see young Theseus. We don't understand why Lita is interested in Theseus. No. Nope. Like – there's no backstory for those two, and yet we get heaps for Newt and Lita. And you're like, well, if Lita likes Newt that this much, why isn't she with him? Mm. And it seems to be just because Theseus. Like, there's no, yeah, there's no actual reason right. for her to when, do that. Like, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have taken much. It could have been Newt was traveling too much, so that's why they're not together. Or right. you know, Newt was into Catherine Waterston, so that's why they're not together. Like, and she knew about that. So well, that's why they're no, not together. No, but we established leader in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, at the end. And it's Catherine Waterston who sees her. Yes. Yeah. So I think, like, the, the rift between them had already happened before mm. the first film. Exactly. Um, so the one that makes sense is Newt's always traveling, but we don't see that. No, or, or even or just that they don't. Or hard to live with because of the autism. Or even that just that he never, like, you know... <laughs> she was always waiting for him to say something about whether or not he was interested in her and right. he never managed to do that, he, which would also ne- make yeah. a lot of sense character-wise because he, he struggles with that with Tina in this film. Yeah, and he, he didn't take an interest in, in her stuff as much as – or something like that. Like he was only interested in his stuff and he wasn't yeah. able to show her an interest. Um, that, that would have made some or sense. Or they don't share interests. It could have been anything. You've got to build that backstory yourself. And this movie's two and a quarter hours, quite a bit of which I was either looking at my watch or yawning for. So – they could have built that in. Right. This is what I mean. They need to drop at least four of the subplots and choose which mm. story they're following. And, like, if you're going to make five movies, maybe make one of them about one thing and another one about another thing instead of trying to weave them all in together so that mm. they don't make any well, sense. Going back to The Last Jedi, this really feels like the middle film of a trilogy. Mm. Like, the, they're build, we're building up to the big showdown in the next film and this is the, like, we've got to get everyone to where they need to be so they can all come back and fight each other in the next film and it's it doesn't go very well okay speaking of the getting everybody where they need to be and character assassination problems what the was up with queenie i she seems like a different person from the moment she shows up in this film. oh right sorry i assume she's under a spell with grindelwald no but even when she shows up when she's got jacob under a love spell oh yeah like that's cruel and manipulative and it's so unlike what she was like in the last one Mm. that's not what she was like in the last one she was so kind and empathetic right and she was yeah. always trying to like it, it just seems very very strange that that suddenly she's yeah the suddenly she's the kind of person who puts a love spell because it that's something that's well established in the universe too that people who use love spells are bad 
Yes. Like, that's a bad thing to do. And like she just she seems like she has too much empathy to do that. Yes, I know. And, and also it, she doesn't actually need to with him. It, yes. There's lots and lots of reasons why it's bad. It's dumb. She's just this dumb ditzy blonde in this. She can't take care of herself. Mm. When in the last one she helps she's she gets Newt and Tina out of the ministry when they're mm. like, you know, she's the one who saves them. Right. And she uses the expectations of society that society has of her because of her femininity against them. Mm. And in this one, she just falls apart at the tiniest thing. You know, she's Mm. just, it's so. It's raining and she can't find the person she wants to find. Yes. And then she falls apart and falls in with the bad guys Mm. because of rain and being lost. I'm like, go get a hotel room. Mm. (laughs) Like, it's just so, it's so dumb. Mm. It's so, and she's so dumb in this. And I'm like, and I really liked Queenie. Yeah. Like she was a character that I particularly liked. Like she has these traits that I always find very interesting in characters. And, you know, the, and the fact that she was like, um, she kind of had a lot of sexuality, but wasn't like manipulative and evil. When which she changes where, yeah, in she's this. completely manipulative in this one. And the whole you're crazy thing. Yeah. Which is awful. <laughs> Yeah. It's awful. And it almost seems at the beginning of the movie like they're using that as like a, you know, men think women are crazy thing. But in the men- end of the movie, it's just she is crazy. Yeah. And in the beginning of the movie, he says that after having been manipulated by her under a spell for several months, yeah. like he's not out of line to say that well, in that Do we moment. know it's been several months? I can't I don't tell know. how long well, it's been. I, I don't know. It's – no. There's something that says three months later, but the three months later is three months later from the Grindelwald prisoner transfer that goes yeah. wrong, which is the opening scene, which – God, that's awful. I oh, just so could bad. not follow what was going on. It was just all the same color and camera was moving too fast. Your eyes didn't know where to focus. Ugh. But, and this is another thing that really bothered me in this movie. I remember when The Wizarding World had rules – yeah yeah like there were rules about what magic you could do and there were some objects that had magic and stuff like that but i mean Mm. you know you weren't supposed they were supposed to be trying to live in secret yeah right and And like auras using avada kedavra on first go against civilians like that where he responds to the girl in the crowd by killing her well i kind of get that i mean that's a, a metaphor and that is things that happen in real life and i guess something that happens in real life but like the earlier version of the Wizarding World setting up they, – they set up a world of unforgivable curses where yeah. the, you really have – it has to be a really extreme situation where you use that. Yeah, but I think that poten- potentially – because we're seeing a lead up to a war, mm. then the, potentially the law has changed after that war. This could be still within the law in this time because it seems like everybody's very authoritarian in this time Yeah, um, in a way that they're not later. Mm. So I think that kind of makes sense. But I'm talking about like, like just – what are the rules of magic now? Oh, uh, the Obliviate spell that was supposed to have been done on Jacob. Yeah. That he's like, oh, it only only got rid of my bad – I mean, he's under another spell at the time, but he's like, it only got rid of my bad memories. Yeah. Which is just That's stupid. Not That's how not that how works. Obliviate works. But he and is, if, it were, uh, if it was how it works, then it wouldn't work. And he is under a spell at that time, but also that's the only explanation we get for how he found his way back. Well, because at the end of the other movie, Queenie showed up in his shop. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get an explanation then. No. Um, and then in this one, it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. It only erased the bad memories. And I'm like, but then how mm. does it erase entire cities full of memories? Yeah. How does it always work on muggles? What if they enjoyed the magical experience that they had? Then it wouldn't work and no. the whole thing would be pointless. Right. Exactly. It's, it and we know that Obliviate is really dangerous and has caused people great damage. Like it, it has to be done very carefully. And even when it is done carefully, it can't be done too much. And again, mm. there's rules about Obliviate. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. There used to be rules about magic in this universe, and now I don't know what they are. Mm. Like everything – that black ribbon scene, yeah. which pissed me off so much, where there were like giant black sheets, that, like long ribbon sheets. That went up into the air, and Paris that's how that Grindelwald up, called his followers to yeah. their mating? Like 
okay, with Voldemort, the way he called his followers made a lot of sense because mm. he made them tattoo themselves yeah. and then the tattoo would burn. That is a personal thing on one person that can't be seen by millions well, of people. I mean, presumably Grindelwald is like, he's not just trying to attract people who are already in the inner circle, but he actually wants to attract new people. So there's, they need a different methodology. Like it needs to be something that's seen by more people. And, and so all the wizards see all these black sheep thingies, I guess. Yeah, but how come only the wizards can see them? How come only magical peoples can see them and muggles can't? Because it's in the wizard part of Paris where you, they cross through in, from under the statue. I assume that's so what that everybody means. everybody there was wizards? Well, uh, yeah, because that seemed to be to me be to be um, Parisian diagonally because that's why they crossed through the statue. That's what I thought. But it was the whole of – it seemed to be just – I know. It's very confusing because it's basically the whole of Paris. is like a shadow Paris or something. Very, very strange, right? And then also there are other bits where you see regular Paris like – I thought where that was like Nagini one square. And Credence, yeah, I did too. But and when like when Nagini and Credence have held up near the Eiffel Tower, mm. like a normal part of Paris, um, so I'm I was a bit confused by that as well. I was yeah beyond a bit. Con- I was baffled by it. Like I could mm. not figure out what was going on. And the, uh, but even the prisoner transfer is not secret no. at all. It's loud. It comes from the top of like the American Ministry of Magic is this huge skyscraper. And there's got to be easier ways of transferring a prisoner magically than putting him in some dumb carriage thing. You'd think people who could apparate might be able to come up with a way of transferring a prisoner that doesn't involve an, a, a horse, a, sorry, Thestral-drawn carriage. Yeah, it's insane. Like, the, uh, the, uh, there's just no logic behind anything. Mm. But, yeah, all these things that I, I thought, you know, and, and also, like, just simple things like wandless magic mm. is supposed to be hard. But suddenly everybody can just do it. Yeah, all well, the time. it's supposed to be for very gifted people only. Like Dumbledore can do it, Grindelwald can do it. Yes, like special people. And and even then, like it surely takes it years and still... years of training. Like Voldemort learns it, but it t- t- takes him years. But and surely it should still follow some kind of rules. Like why did that carriage fill up with water and then not empty with water and hmm. float around and they could control it? He could control everything. And it's yeah. just why, 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 why does this all happen? Hmm. Why? What it just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. The only sort of interesting new magical thing I felt that was introduced in this was the blood pact. Mm. That was the only thing that I was like, this feels like a real Harry Potter thing. Yeah, because it's based on the Unbreakable Vow. Yeah, so that that was good. Right. I liked that. Like that, I I was like, oh, this is a thing that I can hold on to. That is something that clearly has rules. Mm. If they make this pact, they can't fight each other. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. there's all these things that – but then it just fills up with more stuff that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, but why? Mm. Why is it happening? And I just got so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many whys. Why? I didn't even take notes. I was just like, oh, man, um, <laughs> what is this? I have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of the movie was also just a CGI mess. Such a mess. Ugh. Like they used CGI for things that were completely unnecessary. And I think also that means that it just doesn't feel like it's our world at all. Mm. It feels like it's totally happening in the parallel world. Part of the magic of Harry Potter is that it's like it is our world Mm. and this is going on in secret in our world. But this one just feels like there's no secrets and everybody's just doing whatever the hell they want. Yep. They're all purebloods too. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I don't, they're all pure bloods. Like none of them are Muggleborn or anything. Well, there's Jacob. Mm. Jacob's the only. Um, I don't muggle. know if the Goldsteins are pure bloods either. We don't. I, we really don't know, know that. that. But they have been like lived and raised and lived in Wizarding worlds, as far as yes. we know. But so they may not be pure blood necessarily, but they are presumably the children of witches and wizards. Yeah. Oh, they would have to be pure blood, I suppose, because you can't marry Muggles in America. So they'd have to be. Well, pure at blood. this time, it doesn't mean that you couldn't marry Muggles thirty years earlier. True, but I would assume that that law has been around for a while. That seems to be a very big thing for them, whereas in mm. England it's not so much a thing. Yeah. And to be fair, we really don't know who Credence's mother is. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had a long discussion in the car trying to work that out. Like, um, he, the Credence is a secret Dumbledore, sure. So he must be sure. Dumbledore Senior's kid, therefore Albus and Aberforth's brother, not not one of their sons, uh, even though time-wise. Well, time-wise it would work out, but it doesn't make any sense. So he's Dumbledore Senior's child, but he's quite a bit younger than them. So was he, he probably wasn't born to Kendra. So use his mother. Yeah, uh, and I, I he's kind the of woman thought, on the boat with him. I thought that it that she was the mother because that it was he was a 
half sibling via the mother because of the way he looks and the way that Kendra's described in the books. As being dark head and the rest of them are all redheads. Yeah. Mm. But apparently that's not the case. Mm. Like, or I don't understand how it would be the case. I, I, but I don't understand how he's a Dumbledore anyway. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, like, surely Albus would know about this. Yeah, Albus has, like, a really good network of spies. Oh, God, I loved Albus in this. I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, Jude Law is so charming and he goes back to the – he goes back to the Richard Harris performance with a um a bit of Irish in his accent, which is very sweet. But he's also like you can see that he is a man who has really good networks, really good intelligence on things, and he's also like typical, not afraid to break the rules to find things out. Like it just seems unlikely that he wouldn't know in some capacity who yeah. Credence is, and he might. Maybe that's why he's doing all this. Maybe that's why he sent Newt off in the first place. Um, the thing I really liked about Jude Law's Dumbledore is that. He has a good connection with the kids. Mm. Um, like he – you really feel like he could be a teacher mm. and he likes the kids and cares about them, which is a, mm. was a huge problem, of course, with Gambon. And then Richard Harris was just kind of old. Yeah. Um, like and tired yeah, by the time he was Yeah, you get very Dumbledore. much get the sense of the cool professor. Mm. And like they do McGonagall a huge disservice in this because she oh like, ha- like is – you know, McGonagall, who would see right through the the bullying that's going on there with Lita, she you just, you know, she has to just be stern and Scottish, right? But she isn't even that. She's so, useless and Scottish. She just runs after them going, no, don't do that. Yeah, don't um, away. But you, you can you definitely buy him as the cool teacher, mm. you know, like teaching them about self-defense and doing defense against the dark arts and the Boggart thing. Although the Boggart thing, it really struck me this time, which in a way it didn't when I read the books, is that putting a group of teenagers in the in a room and then each of them being able to see the very thing that all of that their friends are the most scared of seems like a terrible thing like a terrible recipe for bullying like giving them all ammunition against one another it's kind of it's kind of terrifying to be honest i kind of i do get that but also if you do it really well it could be really good well, and, and for them to well, face going. their fears in front of their peers and then see that everybody's afraid of something which is which what, is d- what Dumbledore, Dumbledore says. says yeah no I, it's I, a I really get it. good thing so I can see how it could be good and bad. Mm, yeah. Um. In that case, it was being used as a tool against her, I suppose, by the other girls. Yeah, that's the thing. The other but, girls used against her. Um. I would think that Dumbledore would be good at protecting. Well, his yeah. Students. And the point is that they all see each other's, and so those girls will eventually have to go up and show exactly. their fears. No, I, I do understand, it, but I also felt like, yeah, from the perspective of a teenager, I felt it a little bit more hard, like a little bit harder. Yeah. Um. And, like, that flashback was almost the most interesting thing in the movie Mm. or the most – it felt the most real and alive somehow. Mm. Like, the only way that the story works is if it's in Hogwarts. Every time they arrived back at Hogwarts, in my head, my head just started playing, we're going back to Hogwarts. (laughs) But also, like, yeah, it it works so much. Everything comes back to Hogwarts. Yeah. But at the same time, like, that – you know, the last movie was fine without Hogwarts. Yes. That, you know, if they had focused a little on something, mm. then it would have really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so with the parallels in this film, at the beginning of the movie, there's Grindelwald inv- invades this house and the, the father goes to find out what's going on and dies and then the mother dies and then there's a little baby mm-hmm. that's left. Yeah. Very clear parallel with the Potters. But mm-hmm. then Grindelwald just ki- gets someone to kill the baby. But... And there are also parallels between – Which, to be fair, Voldemort was trying to kill Harry. He was about a cadaver. Yes. Him, so. But it, anyway. I meant it worked. Yes, He just worked. kills him. There's also parallels between um, Dumbledore and the Colin Farrell Grindelwald mm-hmm. in the way that they do things and their manipulation and stuff. And there's even like a couple of shots where they're similar to the shots from the last film. Yeah. Which was interesting. Um, and there's a bunch of parallels between Newt and – um, Credence. Mm-hmm. Credence finds a little baby bird and looks after it, which is what Newt did when he was mm. younger, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Not just the baby bird, by the way. He also looks after Nagini. Like, he does. He's, he's very much. And she himself, looks after him. Too. She does look after But he finds himself drawn to her. Yeah. As well. So he's drawn to magical creatures. Yeah. Yeah. The two of them are, are quite, have that parallel going mm. on between yeah. them. And Credence is very kind of lost as well yeah like he only wants one thing everybody's always screwing him around nobody tries nobody except newt has ever actually tried to and see him as a person and he has had the hardest life of any of them yeah 
Um, I so- mean, he, we, he's the only one whose backstory we really know, but like he he's had a terrible time of it. Yeah, and and all he wants is something very very simple. Well, his but also his like, you know, destructiveness comes out of his abuse. Mm. Like, yeah, that is that Obscurus was created because he was abused. Yeah, and unloved, and his um his relationship with Nagini was kind of interesting. I wish they'd mm-hmm. actually given it some depth or something. Yeah, because it didn't seem to be romantic. I thought. There's also the fact that Credence is very clearly gay based on the last film um, mm. and the way that he was groomed by the Colin Farrell Grindelwald. Yeah, that, and that relationship was sort of him. It feels more like him building a family, him yeah. trying to protect the creatures that he can protect kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, he just lets his desire to find out who he is overrule anything else mm. at the end. But I still think he's the most interesting oh, story. Oh, by so much. Yeah. Like, he's so interesting. As much as Eddie Redmayne is delightful and charming, they just don't give Newt the same kind of story. It's just not as... No, they invented this yeah. love triangle for this movie so that he'd have one. Mm. Or love square. And, and there are so many... Also, like, there's also Tina. I want to know what kind of world Newt Scamander like, grew up... Like, we don't know anything about his background. We don't know anything about his his family. The first time we meet any of his families, we meet his brother in this movie. So, like, we don't know if, you know, he's clearly always been this way, but we just don't really know much about him. Yeah, and there's this moment where he's like, try to be less, you know, you or whatever mm. before. That that could have been built on. Nope, it wasn't. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, there's also... um bunty in this movie mm. who is like just this servile woman who works for uh, works for question mark newt yeah and makes like doe eyes at him yeah i i, I literally the first moment she was uh, in the movie in the movie i wrote a note that says servile woman bet she's in love with him mm. and then she, there's this line about her going oh maybe you should take your shirt off to newt and i was like uh why? Why does she have to like him? Why can't they just be co-workers or something? Like, why do we have to do this? It's dumb and mm. it's pointless. Yeah. Just. No, there's no reason for that. Yeah. And poor old Jacob. I mean, Jacob is like just the most kind of, he's such a good character. And mm. like, he Dan Fogler does such a good job and he's such a good guy. And he's just kind of wasted in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of around. And there's well, a I mean, he's, he's the sidekick, basically. He is the sidekick. But there's also a bit where they're at the tomb, and he's shown up to the tomb ages before, right? Mm-mm. Yes. And somebody was there holding a wand on him. We don't – I don't know who. No. Was it Flamel? Who was it? I guess it was Flamel. But, but then, then Flamel, we don't see that, but then Flamel has a big drama entrance later on. Yeah. And then – and then they have this whole scene with Lita, oh, I killed my brother in uh. the in the crypt. Uh. And then suddenly Jacob's there and there's a door opening and he's going, what's going on? And goes, to, and you're like, what? When, what? When did that happen? Yeah. Where did this come from? What is going on? I can't follow <laughs> this movie. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of things cut out. In fact, there's one point at which somebody has a, um, it's a, a line that got a laugh. Oh, no, um, when Flamel and, and Jacob first meet and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm an alchemist, so I'm immortal. And um, Jacob goes, you don't look 100 a day over 327 or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like, but he didn't tell you his age. That line only makes sense if he's like, I'm a thousand or something. And then he could go, oh, you don't look a day over 327. It doesn't well, work if he just says he's immortal. Too. You don't know how old he is if he's immortal. He could be 100. No. You like, don't, yeah, you also don't know that. Sense. No, it seems like a line was cut. Yeah, there. I'm sure it was. Um, so I remember the thing I forgot earlier: locations. This movie just like switches between locations in ways that don't make any sense. So, no. like Newt and um, what do I keep forgetting? Her name, her, Catherine Waterson's character, Tina. Name? Tina. Newt and Tina are in Paris, right? And they like shit goes wrong, and so they're like, we need to go to the ministry. Okay, makes sense. The French ministry, but they go to the French ministry, and then. Theseus is there. Like we've seen them, we've seen Theseus and uh, Travers go back to the British ministry, but then all of a sudden they're at the French ministry. Like there, there were location shifts that just didn't make sense to no, me. No, no, because as they're walking out of Hogwarts, they go, "We need to go to Paris," and you said as if they would say that in front of Dumbledore. Oh, right, yeah. That, oh, yes, okay. They do. But go it's to just Parisian. so hard to follow because that was twenty minutes before we see them again. Yeah. <sighs> 
Yeah, so and it's yeah, a throwaway right. line that they're not even on. Like, yeah, that- I know, but it was so stupid. It was like these people are supposed to be spies, and right in front of Dumbledore, who's clearly a troublemaker, who they've just put like fancy silver cuffs on because he loves a bit of jewelry. That man, like they right in front, and they're walking out, and they're like, "We need to go to Paris," as if you would say like your secret plan for where you go next in front of Dumbledore. Like, come on, guys, they're I- just like terrible, terrible spies. Um, yeah, and Travis is just a bastard really mm-hmm. he must be because tw- travis is a um an old aura yes in, so i'm yeah, guessing so he'd be the, that be the yeah. he'd be the father yeah he, they do there is a first name because it's quentin travis in the new ones yeah, and this no, guy's yeah. called something else yeah no he's got another name in the it's in the credits but there are a lot of people in the credits so i, I can't um, remember all of them the fact that um, Torquil travis there you go oh my god what a name the fact that um ultimately newt went to paris like he hadn't decided whether or not to go to Paris, mm. and then he was like, "Oh, Tina's there. Off we go." Mm. Like he has to go for a girl, or else he won't go. Is weird and doesn't make a lot of sense. It'd make more sense for him to go for a creature than a girl. Yeah, being Newt. Oh, and when you were talking about locations as well, there's a bit where like they're being held in this cool cave thing. Yes, by Yusuf, mm. um, the brother of Lestrange, mm. <laughs> of Leader Lestrange, which is a very very complicated storyline that does not need to be as complicated as it is in any way no but um regardless of that storyline they're being Mm. held in this cavern and i was like oh maybe they'll have to work together to get out out. or do something interesting no they're just out of there in two seconds and then like you know one of newt's little creatures opens the lock yeah okay and then they're just out and then the next scene we see them just up on the street there's no transition between where they were and on the street fighting things or whatever is happening. No. It's just there. Oh, yep. And you're like, why? Yeah. Why is it so confusing? And also, they, and they must have had to carry Yusuf with them because he's still knocked out when they get back to the apartment, the Flamel's yeah. apartment. So, But we don't see that happening either. No. We just kind of, like, they make it there somehow despite having to fight their way back there. Yeah. I couldn't figure out, like, what were the stakes of this movie? Because we all know that Dumbledore is not going to die. We all know that mm. Newt's not going to like, I know, and there's a whole bit. Would you kill Dumbledore? For, like, we know Dumbledore's not going to die, guys. Yeah. So the stakes of the movie are really weird. Mm. Um, I mean, like, to be fair, we don't know when Newt dies or, I mean, if. Well, but he has to have kids because Luna yeah, marries yeah, I mean, his He has to live long enough to have children. Um, but we can assume he's not going to die in these ones, but, like, no, we don't know. I mean, but he has to have kids. Yeah. At least two? No, wait. I don't know. At least one. At least one kid. Um, And then that kid has to have a kid. And then yeah, Luna Lovegood marries Rolf. So, right. yeah, he has to live long enough to do that. So, yeah, um, we're pretty sure he's not going to die in this one or the next. Yeah. Uh, there's the fact that the bad guys are all racially diverse and the good guys are all Oh, my God. White. Yep. And that they kill Except for Lita, yeah. who dies. Yeah, they kill off Exactly. Zoe Kravitz... When it would have made so much more sense to kill off um, Theseus. Yes. And also the guy who played Theseus was such a bore. Also, they set it up. They, yeah. they, they set it up. They're like, yeah, Dumbledore says to me, if Grindelwald calls a rally, don't go in. Like, it's so, so set up. They even have, like, farewell scenes happening with him. Like, it's so set up for him to die. Yeah. And yeah. then she dies. And it's like, but she's so good. And, and interesting perform- as a character. Yeah, and her performance was so good as well. Like, she was so good. Apart from the accent, yes, she, it was. I thought the accent was really good, actually. Oh, no, it slipped. Especially in the scene where she's in the school with Jude Law. She says one thing. Like, what was it? Where I, she see, has I a really American A. And- I, I picked one or two slips. But she did some really good stuff. Like, saying it newt because i british yes. people when they oh sorry americans when they try and do a british accent often will fuck up on newt yeah and she was like newt and she got that right every time yeah. so she i thought she was actually really quite good but i thought also, she, her performance was i didn't think the accent was i just that rather see, but also like remember when they cast um british people uh, like yeah, remember well, when they were no, very there was specific. a rule about it yeah. you had to be british to be in those films yeah unless you were playing american character and there weren't any american characters um but i just like her yeah, I, I like she's more engaging she's more interesting her backstory is she's one of the Lestranges so why not like go into that what's it like being the literal black sheep of that family like that stuff is interesting to yeah. me and, and also I mean the death of his brother I think would motivate Newt just as much yeah like yeah, he no. clearly liked her and, and whatnot but 
clearly the the death of his brother is going to be a motivating thing for him. So it makes sense. And also gets him out of the way. What I'm now thinking about is how the Lestrange bloodline carries on. Because isn't Credence supposed to be the last, Corvus supposed to be the last? Interesting, isn't it? And then if he's not Corvus and Lita is dead. Well, a Corvus was raised. Like, clearly. No. No. Oh, no, wait. No, he they, was sent he, on the boat. He was sent so on the boat. The there were two died. babies. They saw, baby he saw the babies. Corvus died. Yeah. But then clearly the Lestrange line carries on because Rodolphus comes along not yes. too distant future. Unless Rodolphus is a brother of Corvus Sr. and he marries Bellatrix and that's like there's but, a big age gap or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, a big. Well, age there gap. wasn't one because Rodolphus was a similar age to Bellatrix, at least. And as we don't know that cast in the films. Yeah, and we don't know what I can remember. They have kids either, but anyway, yeah. So no, Rod- oh, as far as I know, Bellatrix doesn't have any kids. But and they would be the last. Of, but that he was supposed to be the last of the line. Mm. Corvus was. Yeah. So how does yeah Rodolphus? So come how with? does the line continue? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. These things don't make any sense. And given um, this, the tiny number of wizarding families, there'd just be yeah, there'd be more the strangers. Yeah. Um, well, there is. There's three sisters. <laughs> oh no, wait, sorry, they're not the strangers. No, that's Bellatrix. That's, yeah, they're, yeah, um, yeah. Blacks. they're blacks, not the strangers. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, Jacob was mostly there to be comic relief and actually mm. add some levity to this very dark dark not child friendly film oh my god no there was a very small child in this screening that had to be taken out yeah um that it's it made it to like three quarters of the way through which is quite impressive but you no know, not not for small children definitely i'm curious about wizarding inflation oh because yeah because there's the 50 a, galleons yeah. that he has to pay the port key guy i'm like that must be a hell of a lot of money like 50 galleons is a lot of money in harry's time mm. That must be really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they show um, Molly cleaning out the family vault, and there's only one galleon in there. Yeah. So that must—that's crazy. So is Newt from a really wealthy family? Like, how does right? Yeah. yeah who knows? Um, again, or like, even if he was, that's still a lot. I mean, of money. he has very well tailored suits and coats, so he could—he might well be. But and he only fact, wears one. Yeah, but he only wears one but outfit. But it's in excellent repair because when we meet Yusuf, his clothes are really quite shabby, like. His hat and stuff is is pat, you know, it's kind of worn and shabby and not yeah. looking very. Whereas, even though Newt spends every day with animals, his stuff is always in immaculate repair and always very well tailored and it fits in perfectly and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So he might be wealthy. I don't know. Also, maybe it's just that Colleen Atwood is the only one of the sort of people who's actually doing their job properly on this thing because the costumes are great. Yes, and that that leather trench coat that Tina's wearing oh, is pretty crazy. My God, she, yeah. <laughs> No, she looks amazing. But also, like, even the um, the very Johnny Depp-inspired Grindelwalds at the like with his rock star thing that he tries to put on towards the end. Um, but but yeah, I just feel like he would good. work a lot better if he was still Colin Farrell. Well, I mean, Colin Farrell would also make a great charismatic rock star evil guy. Yes, that's but uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like his yes. Johnny I, Depp just didn't seem to be all that charismatic. I didn't understand why everybody was following him. Well, yeah, magic was is the only answer is that he can but, bewitch people. Right, but Colin Farrell was so good at manipulating and grooming when he did it with Credence, you know. Yeah, and that also then it's supposed to be that sort of parallel with him and Dumbledore of exactly. being these people who are really good and charismatic and manipulative and both of them could go down that path you know that's the whole point um I did also put a note in about when the um little maid lady was like you were a beautiful baby and you were a beautiful man and I was like yes she's yes. not wrong Ezra Miller is he is um, lovely but and then that was so sad when she died oh and I that, know because everyone guy. everyone who's ever showed him any little bit of love like they all die yeah. everyone dies and and he's had such a hard life and she is so excited to see him I know. and just greets him with such love and like this poor guy anyway the only one with an emotionally compelling story is whatever in that bit that aura who was evil and then he goes to see um what's his name vanishes oh the, oh yeah he goes see grindelwald vanishes yeah yeah the evil or who he's the one who kills um kills irma. The, her, yeah the irma the the maid and and nagini and credence escape that but yeah. um yeah 
No, he. Just I mean, that I did actually disappears. think that him moving through the walls was a very cool effect. Oh yeah, and the um where he jumps through the wall, like Nagini feels it in the wall. Yeah, and he jumps. Through, that actually got me. Like I jumped. Yeah, at that. And he pulls her into the wall, and then mm-hmm. she's trying to escape from it in half snake, half human form. Was yeah, cool. Yeah. for a moment. Yeah, um, it almost had something there, and that guy just disappears, and he comes in like immediately like they've interviewed newt and uh, offered newt a job and been like we need a spy you know go and do the go to paris and do this for us and Newt's like no that's not really for me then this like evil guy slides out of the shadows and like i guess i've got the job then like um and also, they make a whole big thing about it and then just after that scene he never comes back again isn't it implied that tina's dating him dating i thought that it was implied that tina was dating that aura was it in the, uh, look, I can't remember the first movie very well. So No, in this one. Because Queenie says she's moved on from you. She's dating an aura. Yeah, she does. And then and he's then, like, oh, you're dating an aura. Which aura? Right. And I'm like, surely it's implied that she's dating that God. guy. But no. no. This movie is Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of plot holes. Yeah, pl- giant plot holes that you could drive one of those big lion guys through yeah um oh my god yeah um 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 i wrote a note that just says the fucking editing also mcclagan the name mcclagan shows up not for any reason just oh, I, I i know that was kind of fun like it was this buffed child called mcclagan that makes sense there's d- yeah. generations of buffeds called mcclagan and but Hogwarts. also i liked that he was a buffed child who was like not very good at school but still stuck up for dumbledore yeah it's very cute yeah. Um and, and the that moment as well when Travis walks in and goes, Everybody out, and the kids just stand there and wait for Dumbledore to say something, and then Dumbledore's like, Okay, off you go, and off they go. <laughs> you know, it was very interesting. Well, yeah, um, that was that, that was, was really good. good setting up of character, unlike so many other things in uh, this movie. Yes. No, the well the McLaggen bit's great because you can see that how the kids have like e- even buffheads like that, who pro- probably think the Defense Against the Dark Arts is the best class they ever do. Yeah, um, true. Because they get to fight. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, he, he probably sees it that way. Yeah. But I also think that he ju- they just have a connection with Dumbledore. Is it like mm, he's a people good, care? Yeah. He's good at his job. I refer to Dumbledore and Grindelwald as Dumbles and Grindles in all of my notes <laughs> just to make it easier. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So Dumbles and Grindles have a moment in the mirror of yeah. Erised, like, uh, which is great. Okay, I like that they brought that back mm-hmm. and that obviously Dumbledore didn't see socks. He was seeing himself with Grindelwald. Yeah, Makes so love. much sense. He's one also, true like, love. I actually kind of, because um, I heard a lot that they weren't going to talk about the love in this, like mm-hmm. the the affair between Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and they actually refer to it quite a bit. Yeah, and there's a bit where I think it's <laughs> Travis says, you yeah. were as close as brothers. And he's like, we were closer than brothers. Oh, I yeah. I think he says something else after that that we missed because we were laughing too hard at him saying they were close as well, brothers. Well, oh, that's another problem, actually. I had trouble hearing yeah. quite a few things. Like the sound edit was weird and all over the place. There were lines I just didn't get. Yeah. Missed entirely. Um, yeah, very yeah. weird. Editing all over was bad. Yep, just all oh, across the movie. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that, the, and the moment between Dumbledore and Grindelwald in the um, Mirror of Arrowhead was to set up the blood pact, mm. but also it was to show that he was still in love with him, and mm. and then you see the Johnny Depp Grindelwald in the mirror, well, and you're you, like, wow, you see so the desirable. Jamie Campbell Bower Grindelwald yeah. who is beautiful and ch- this beautiful youth, and you're like, yeah, I would have f-ed him if I was a young man too. Yes, um, and then he turns into the Johnny Depp one, and you're like, oh boy, yeah. But like, I mean, but but Dumbledore's still got to get through that. Like yeah. he's still got to get over that because that was such an important part of his I know. life. And I'm glad that I, I genuinely thought that was yeah. Any the stuff like if they had made this a movie about Dumbledore, would have been really interesting. Well, oh my god, Jude Law is so he just oozes charisma yeah. in that role, which is perfect for the part. Like that naughtiness, naughty streak that he has. Mm. Like he can't be corralled by the the rules are for other people <laughs> isn't that how they describe james potter the rules are for other people yeah <laughs> rules aren't for quidditch stars the rules aren't for for uh, charismatic super powerful guys no and um he's perfect in that yes exactly and but he has he tries to do all that for good although he is he's the you know machiavellian well that, i mean that, and that's the problem that's why there are rules because you can't know on your own you can't see everything even though it, no matter how smart you are or powerful you can't control everything and that's something Which he, Dumbledore always has he's always tried to and it doesn't work out well for him no. whenever he tries it but he does it anyway no, he, well it does work 
I mean, yeah. It always does end up he's working. He's such a puppet master. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a good trait. And in fact, it's something no, that it's he his sh- worst trait. And it's what he shares with Grindelwald. Exactly. And that's which is why what the parallels are they liked each other so much, but also why they fight as well. Yeah. Some other notes of interest. King died in childbirth. Oh. Cocaine nose. Uh, it, at least died in childbirth in like 1900 makes sense but even yeah. even so i'm like it's so fucking convenient like yeah. dying in childbirth isn't that common even back then it wasn't that common otherwise how would we have gotten here like yeah. the human race it but it just every time they need a mother out of the picture oh she died in childbirth yep and and also then he hated his daughter because she died the, the mother died, died in, in childbirth which is also a cliche yeah, yeah. um johnny depp's cocaine nose was a note that i made Mm. Um, there's I'm, a real close-up right under it yeah I must like have when missed he's it but... speech where like one nostril is much bigger than the other oh i was like oh one of my other ones women be crazy or fridged yep um which is what queenie and lita got at the end of this movie queenie mm-hmm. got crazy and lita got fridged oh dumbledore uh, not dumbledore mcgonagall also got to be shrill yes but shrill yeah. but useless shrill and useless which is also a queenie thing in this movie ditzy and useless yeah um irma also dead yeah yeah Nagini's not dead yet. Not yet. Don't worry. But we know how she goes. Yeah. Just and and the thing is, like, there are bits. There's something that frustrates me about this movie as well is that what they have is an opportunity to really teach kids about fascism in a world where fascism is on the rise again. Yeah, and there's some really good stuff about what happens when your friends get radicalized and how do you stop and how do you intervene and you have to pick a side, right? Yeah. That stuff is good and important messages to share. And, and the way they manipulate, the way Grindelwald manipulates the situation so that the auras shoot first, mm-hmm. so that then he is he can be like they use vengeance. violence against yes. us. That's all so important. Yes. those messages. Yeah, right. But like, but his message doesn't tie into anything that's happening at the moment. Mm. And she kind of tries to make it, but it doesn't. Mm. You know, like Muggles aren't you know, lesser, they're just other and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of like um, the, what is it, um, the farm, Orwell? Yeah, Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah separate but equal. Um, yes, that stuff. But which, whereas but really – It doesn't like, tie into messages that are actually being given to children at the moment, I don't mm. think. Like they could have really made that no, clearer. Well, because, and also the, the message doesn't come in the form these people are lesser than us. The message comes in the form – of like we need to take our country back and we need to be great again or we you're not getting enough respect like that's yeah. how those messages are delivered and that's how they get people it's like scientology they don't tell you the crazy stuff right up front they suck you in with you need some psychological help and yeah. you know you could be happier wouldn't you like to be happier and then you know like suddenly you're 10 months in and a xenu yeah but like and and that's how fascism works it's like you don't get enough respect. Isn't it terrible that you don't make any money? And then, like, then they slip in the, you don't make any money because immigrants stole your jobs. And then yeah. that's how you get to that bit. Or but also, boards stole your jobs. But that's the thing is that they how they get Queenie in doesn't make any sense in that regard either. Well, no, because they get, like, she's just sitting on the street crying, looking vulnerable. Yeah. And they clock that she's an Occlumens or a Gillimans. And so the other woman uses occlumency on her to quiet her brain because because she's illegitimate when she's upset. Obviously, suddenly she's hearing everyone's thoughts. Yeah. Um. Which I thought that I actually thought that was nice. I like that because that shows how the level of control that's sort of needed with that kind of a power. Yeah. If they had done something with it, yeah. it would have been but, good. And then that the, the lady, the Occlumens lady, is a she is clearly a very powerful wizard because she does the Avada Kedavra curses for Grindelwald. She comes in and and does occlumency on her and quiets her brain, and that's it really and i think she's under a spell but i think they put her under some kind of spell i'm sure they must but then there's a whole big scene of her refusing to drink the tea right yeah i don't think she's under a spell i think that she just gets sucked in by the dumbest means ever because she's dumb in this movie yeah and it doesn't we don't see her the journey to that we just no, we do because grindelwald comes in and he's like if you were with me then i would let you marry the muggle and it's like no you wouldn't that's the opposite of your yeah whole spiel that doesn't and then at the end of the movie queenie's sitting there going yeah it does make sense that muggles are other while she's right next to her Um, muggle partner partner who she was willing to sacrifice everything for because this storyline doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense for her to go from like (sighs) being so desperate to marry him but again a weird girl thing that like (sighs) she would put him under a love spell 
and then go to the end of the movie where she's like, oh, yeah, muggles are bad. <sighs> like, what the f- man yeah it doesn't it's so illogical and it's such a terrible thing to do with this character Mm -hmm. and it's such an unfeminist thing to do with this character who was a feminist character in the first one yeah these are the opposite of progressive (sighs) just anyway i liked that hug I always like hugs though. The the hug at the beginning or the hug no, at the, the end? No, the one at the end with, with well, Newton That Theseus. was and yeah, and then he... It was so earned too yes. and I appreciate that. And he picked his side. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, and that last scene where they're going back up to the castle. But then you get, you know, the weird stuff with Credence and mm. blah, blah, blah. And then the couple's credits. Oh, my God. <laughs> couple's credits. Yeah. Of all the things, which was so weird. Mm. That was such a weird thing to tack on the end of this movie was to put everybody in their romantic pairings. I know. And then to have like... uh, And Dumbledore and Grindelwald finish it off. Yeah. But also it clearly shows that Credence and Nagini were not a romantic Mm. pairing because they were separate in those credits. Yeah, no. But still, that's a... My God. Yeah. Like to put everybody into romantic couples at the end of a Harry... You know, Wizarding World movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's clearly aimed at a slight, like, it's not aimed at a child audience. It's aimed at, like, I guess a tween and up audience, but yeah. Hell, though, that's not, it's not like they it's, are tweens or No, anything. and it's pretty dark, too. Like, it's, I, it, maybe it's aimed at us, people who were, you know, who've grown up since they read Harry Potter kind of thing. Well, it didn't work. Well, no, like, it just wasn't good. But they are, they're banking on us being so desperate to kind of, you know, jump back into the world <sighs> in any way we can. It's yeah. like when Cursed Child came out. I, read through that so quickly even though it's terrible and reads like bad fan fiction i just jumped into it because i was like oh i miss this world and so they're like banking on that nostalgia i guess yeah well jk rowling didn't write cursed child so at least there's that because that story is that is a terrible like i think this is bad but i it still Mm. doesn't quite touch the nest the terribleness of cursed child and the ebony raven way the daughter of Voldemort character, mm. which was so bad. And that line, what is it? Color me. What does he say? There's this line that Scorpius has in that play when um, Al- um, Albus Severus does a, a spell. Mm. He says, color me like engorge impressed or something. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? What is this? I hate that book so much. It's so bad. That is definitely very much like fan fiction. Mm. And this is just not – it's such a mess and it's such a a mess that really kind of ruins characters that I like as well. Mm. Um, And the storytelling is just all over the place. Anyway. Yeah. Any any more notes you want to mention or shall we move on to scoring? Let's score it. Um, I'm I'm tossing up between like probably two, two and a half stars but – might go for two and a half because it was at least watchable, although not actually physically watchable, just that I could – I will always want to spend time in the story and there's some actors who are doing a good job, but otherwise it's not good. I'm going to give this one and a half stars. I didn't like it. <laughs> and at least with Last Jedi, it looked good and they had a – the thing about Last Jedi that I had the that, – that was causing a lot of the problems was there were good ideas. Yeah. He yeah. just wasn't expressing them well and he didn't have the right characters. And there was or tools just too to much it. going on. Whereas this doesn't even have that many good ideas. No. It has just these brief moments where you're like, oh, this is the magic of Harry Potter. And then it's almost worse because it doesn't follow those up and mm. it takes them away. So one and a half stars. I didn't like it. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, you can find them on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.